Welcome to the suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And this, this is, is Suburban, Suburban Podcast. Podcast. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. All right. Have fun and enjoy. Let's get to it. starting i guess so how are you kim i am revived Mm, that sounds so beautiful (laughs) you know an entire week off of work is something serious so you're just gonna flex like that in front of me everyone needs it must be nice everyone needs a vacation i'm gonna need for you to get you a vacation what is vacation Vacation is a uh, collection of days where you do not work. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'm assuming. Get that you you're some just of lying. those days. I think you're lying to me. Get you some of those days. So, in your vacation, a lot of stuff went down. Um, yes, it did. And I can't even say that I was really in tune with a lot of it because I took a vacation from everything. That sounds even better. <laughs> I, was, I wasn't, you know, super all over the Kanye stuff. I still haven't listened to Push's album. I've just been laying low from all... Because it's just so many opinions out now with everything. Like, I, I hate the back and forth. Everybody is hyped over this beef. And, you know, I just, I just wanted to stay out of that mix. I definitely understand. Um... Did you happen to see what happened with uh, a certain comedian named Roseanne? <laughs> yes, I did. So Yes, I did. What did she think about that? Um, I think um, karma is a bitch. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's about damn time. And I hope that her career ten, uh, continues to plummet from here. Yeah. Which is crazy because before the show came back, her career was already in the toilet. Like, granted, she had the, the original show in the 90s, which I'm not going to lie. That's was It was still shows. in syndication, yeah. though, was it? Yeah. That's one of my favorite shows of all time. Like, the way they portrayed, like, a lower middle class family, especially a lower middle class white family, was kind of revolutionary. And then, plus... She was more with liberal ideas and other things back then. Like, she had gay people in the show and all this other stuff. That's why the whole... Like, I have no beef with if she was a conservative in the show or whatever. But even in the show, she was still doing things that conservatives don't believe in. Mm -hmm. But she was... Now it's like, you can just say, I'm conservative, and people are just like, okay... There's no, it seems like it's no uh, boundaries for what makes a conservative now. Yep. Where I think liberals, their boundaries, like if you don't believe certain things, you can't be liberal. But uh, yeah, she, I'm, I'm glad she said that she, uh, it was about time because 
for years. Right. It's nothing new. Like none of us were surprised. Even when they first announced that they were bringing her back on air, everybody was like, this is not what we need right now right. with Trump as a president is somebody that's going to be on national television supporting all of his. And that's the other thing that when people made it seem like we were going after her, that we we're going after a conservative. No, we are on Twitter. We saw the stuff that Roseanne was tweeting for all of this time. And she could try to act like, like I did see the thing where she said that um, she didn't know Valerie Jarrett was black. She thought she was Jewish. I think that is a bullshit. Yeah. And then they pulled up her saying that Susan Rice had a, a strong language. She had uh, was a man with big swinging eight balls. So you just happen to call another black. So you woman? just right. You just keep using these these monkey and ape references. Right. And I. I'm low-key surprised that they did pull the show because, I mean, in Trump's America, you think anything goes now. But apparently there are still some things you can't say. Like, I think calling a black person a monkey is... That's right up there. Like, to where even a racist would be like, you know, that is kind of racist. Fox News would say that was racist. Okay. Like... Fox News. (laughs) Shepard Smith went off on her. But Shepard Smith be keeping it real. I ain't gonna lie. Like, I low-key, that dude is low-key about it. Because he ain't scared of nothing on Fox. <laughs> he gay and everything. He's like, they don't care. But, yeah, like, calling a black person a monkey is... Like, who doesn't know that that's... And then a couple people tried to pull that. Oh, I, why is it... Like, come on. You know... Like, you learned that a long time ago. And then she tried to pull the damn Ambien shit. Like, <laughs> girl, girl. Ambien tweeted I, the greatest thing The ever. Sanofi Labs. When they said that it was, uh, it's, both, it's a lot of side effects for Ambien, but being racist, racist is not one of them. <laughs> like, that low-key baby want to get a prescription to Ambien just to be like, I support y'all, man. <laughs> like, I like what y'all doing out here in these streets. Oh, my God. Yeah, that that was bullshit. And that's that's uh, very common when racists get called out for being racist yeah. is they will pull some bullshit excuse out of their ass about why they said what they said. And it's like, th- this don't make it no better. And then the other thing was, like, after that first day after the announcement was over, I didn't hear no dissenting uh, views. So I was like, how are they going to spend this? And Lord and behold, they used the whole, well, if they're apologizing, why doesn't Yeah, Jimmy apl- Kimmel came out and... And it's like, dude. And then somebody got him correct. They were like, you were literally on TV crying for a lion. A lion. Like, come on, bro. Sir. <laughs> Please, please get on the right path. And then, right of now, course, uh, uh, High C Hitler decided that he was going to flip it to where why didn't people apologize to him for all the stuff they said? Because it wasn't racist, bro. That's the other thing that makes me sick. They diverted this from the reason Roseanne got fired because she said something racist. It wasn't because she said something mean. Vulgarity and being mean, I could deal with. Right. Like, that's just like some crude stuff. But 
for you to be racist and not get called on it. Right. Is something that I think our society definitely should check. And they they came after Samantha B for calling uh Ivanka the C word. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't agree with I don't ever say say the C word, which I don't is that a, I a honestly, cultural I thing? Think, <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I honestly um don't really understand what is so much worse about that word versus the B word. Right. And even on the last episode when the part when I recorded by myself well no the car the part we recorded together and we used the P word. And some people said some stuff to me about that. It's like, man, we've been foul mouthed this whole time. <laughs> and that's the word that bothers you. Like Wait, what P word? You know what P word it is. <laughs> don't, don't, don't troll me, Kim. The fact that you don't know what I'm talking about is how foul mouthed we are. I know. The power of the... Oh. Really? Some people get offended by that. Oh. Well. Sorry. <laughs> we do uh, have a warning. So. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad Roseanne got checked. I'm glad she got taken off i'm glad somebody finally sat her down somebody had to do it um and it's about time if they're about to start making i feel okay so because we are freedom of speech if they if if hate crimes are punishable by law i feel like hate speech needs to be punishable as well doesn't need to be the same not necessarily i definitely think an employer has the right to fire you for hate speech absolutely because that makes me not want to support anything yeah that your company company is doing right that's just a smart business move right you can't have people being ridiculous and support them and and give them money because that's not what we we do not need to empower people who are hateful that's why it's so crazy because who our president is exactly so are we saying we hold our entertainers and employees and employers more responsible than yeah. the 45th president of the United States? Um, we have to, because if we don't, then it's just him <laughs> that we're supposed to be, that we're going to be relying on to keep shit in line. And we already can see that we cannot rely on him. Did you see where today he said that, uh, he said something like multiple legal experts have uh, looked at it and I should be able to pardon myself. Uh, no. So you could commit a crime and pardon yourself? Are you, like, you think you're literally above the law? Oh my God. And then, like, I, th- I think it's funny. And it goes back to that whole, like, conservative thing. Like, could you imagine Barack Obama, black ass, said, I think that I can pardon myself. <laughs> Nah, bro, that's that's not gonna work. Yeah. Well, I think that, <laughs> I can pardon myself. <laughs> it's like he's a terrorist. <laughs> like we're literally giving this dude unlimited power. Well, we we ain't giving him. Certain people are empowering a racist and an idiot, and all the things we say we don't like it about people. 
Charlemagne calls him Teflon Don because there is nothing that he can do to tarnish his reputation. Like, oh and, my god, and lose money behind it or lose support behind it. I'm not gonna lie. On an entertainment standpoint, the pure audacity of this dude is funny as hell. It's just scary because it, it's real. Like this dude really don't care. Like I thought George Bush gave no f's. Donald Trump really don't give a f about anything. Yeah. And then he, the way he uses media and the people to get whatever he wants. Oh yeah. It's like he's like a dictator, man. <laughs> somebody i muted this uh this lady named candace owens (laughs) somehow she was still able to show up on my timeline though oh hell and i saw that she was on joe rogan's podcast and i you know sometimes i listen joe rogan's podcast he has some pretty interesting things to say every now and then (laughs) and first off the whole thing is two hours and I refuse. Uh-uh. I refuse to watch Candace Owens no. use her uh, sweet potato Tommy Lauren <laughs> version <laughs> tactics. And I'm not going to watch that propaganda. No one has time. So I did see a clip where it was like, you know, the internet, how everybody be like, she's owned. She got owned on the internet. Joe Rogan owned Candace Owens. So I was like, I got time to watch this though. So I watched her uh, say she didn't believe in climate change. And and had no backing. No facts at all. She talked around the reason why she didn't believe it, but didn't ever get to an actual definitive reason. It's so easy now to just say that, just say certain keywords and they just let you out here cook as a conservative. Yeah. Like one of the guys I follow on uh, Twitter He's an old school uh, conservative. His name is Bill Crystal, but Bill Crystal ain't have none of this Donald Trump uh, Republican Party. <laughs> He's like, I'm a real conservative, and y'all go over there, and I'm gonna talk about y'all. Like it's a divide with them. It's some people that are still on that no Trump thing, mm-hmm. and they have suffered, and they have come kind of to the liberal side, but this. Like, he's restructured the entire party. But back to this Candace Owens thing. Wow. Like, like we were talking. Like, you could get out here and say a lot of stupid stuff if you're not being challenged by somebody. Especially if that person is more intelligent than you. Yeah. That's the great equalizer. Like, I know that intelligence is all relative. But when you have somebody who really thinks that they're smart and they're surrounded by dumb people and they have to battle against an actual intelligent person, that's what you see it unfold. That's pure comedy. It was it was comedy. Yeah, because he wouldn't even like being on the mean stuff. It was just like, what are you talking about? I honestly don't see 
how anybody could listen to anything that she was saying and be like, yeah, yeah, she's right. Like, I can't, there is no way that you can have any kind of common sense and listen to her speak about not believing in climate change and be like, you know what? She might have a point because she had nothing. And she literally at one point said, I don't have a belief. I just don't believe. Um, ma'am, uh, you justified the and then she she said um that's just my opinion that's just what i believe but then she went back and contradicted that as well as like well i don't have an opinion i don't believe it and it's like girl and i feel like that's that's the safety net for a lot of dumb people they say it's just my opinion when you present them with facts and everything else like well i just don't believe in that because they think if they say i don't believe in something you're not supposed to test me because it's my personal belief it's like, nah, bro, when you out here saying things, your opinion should be based on some kind of fact. When you're contesting facts, yes, you need to be able to have something to back up your reason for contest. Right. Because if it's just an opinion, you can, you can get out here saying a lot of stupid stuff. And that's why there's a lot of dumb things out here on the internet and out here in these streets. Saying I don't like something is not an opinion. Right. Say I don't like something because exactly that is what makes an opinion. People need to understand the difference between opinion and just a a random ass thought. Right. A random ass thought is anything that's not defined and it's not, not based in anything. It's not yeah. rooted in in research or anything. It's right. just it's just a, whatever you feel like today. Right. And it also people get so intimidated when they get presented by facts. Mm-hmm. And then they feel like you're attacking them. But they like, especially get intimidated when they haven't done any kind of research. And they realize, oh, man, as she time. did not. <laughs> she was just like, uh, I mean, and the, you know, there are articles that I read like a long time ago, and I don't remember remember a whole lot because, like I said, it's not something that I'm really interested in. But it was like, girl, just say that you don't know girl. shit about what you're talking about. That's the other thing. So people are so scared to be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like. We had a conversation with somebody one, a couple of weeks ago. I was like, bro, I literally have no idea what you're talking about. And they kept going. I was like, once again, I have no, Still have no idea, idea what you're talking about. <laughs> this, I don't understand why people are so intimidated when it comes to admitting that they don't know something, though. Like saying that you don't know anything really will get the heat off of your back more than yeah. you pretending that you do. That just lets somebody know, like, okay, well... That, that gives you the, opportun- the opportunity to either A, tell us you don't know because you're not interested, or B, be educated by somebody who does know, or at least take the time of your own to, to learn about stuff. So, so saying you don't know is not, it's, it's not, it's not a bad thing. Though. It's it, like. And then also the other thing is, I think because they're thinking of, if I say I don't know, then somebody's going to think I'm stupid. No. The only person that would think that is somebody who's not intelligent. Exactly. An intelligent person would be like, oh, well, you just don't know about it. Well, let me, like, just talk about it or whatever. Maybe you might get hip to something new. Nobody expects anybody to know everything, so. I think only people that don't know anything. People who, people <laughs> who, who want to seem more intelligent than they actually are probably Right. Would would do something like that, but it is. I just want everybody to know it is okay to not know sometimes, yeah. and and let people know that you don't know. Like I personally 
am terrible at math. I don't. I, I have no idea, man. And then people every now and then people make me seem like I'm like an infant when I'm doing it. I'm like I, I'm just not good at math. It's okay. I, I know that. That's why I chose a major that has nothing to do with none, math. No kind of math. They were like two math classes. Oh, I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I got that. Yeah. But people, people are so easily intimidated. She she just sounded ignorant in general. Yeah. She first of all. She didn't even know the difference between weather and climate. <laughs> that was funny as hell. She's like, the climate changes every day. And I'm just like, no. Mm-hmm. But you hear a lot of dumb people say stuff like that. Be like, well, it was 98 degrees yesterday. It was snowing this uh, winter. You'd be like, bro, that's not what climate is. That is the weather. The weather <laughs> happens because of the climate. <laughs> All these storms that we've been having and... You know what right. I'm saying? Polar ice caps melting. Yeah, that's, that's things climate. changing because of climate. Climate is 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 our, the Earth's habitat, the Earth's environment. And another especially funny thing was when she said, "I don't." If that's on a .dot com website, that means they're getting money off it. I don't believe in anything from a .dot com. Really, really girl? <laughs> if she got a website, I bet it's, yeah, it's got a .dot com. <laughs> You're starting to see more of these like want to be black conservatives because mm. I don't even think they're actual conservatives they don't say anything that strikes me as being conservative they just say stuff like they're uh what is it uh it's not popular pro-life whatever like they just say stuff like that they say things that are not um common for other black people to say so they feel like it makes them conservative because right. I don't think majority black people are conservative actually I would actually disagree with you. I actually think most black people are actually conservative. They just don't say they're conservative. My parents are very conservative. They're just not going to vote for a Republican because they think Republicans are racist. <laughs> <laughs> like my mom is very, very much conservative. Like they're very uh, faith based and religious. And yeah, and they. Uh, well, see, I feel like I feel like a lot of them are religious. But I still don't feel like being religious makes you conservative politically. It doesn't, it doesn't, but I think also some of the the conservative viewpoints, like they're pro-life. They wouldn't say they're pro-life, but they don't believe in abortion. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like they wouldn't stand up and just be like, I think people who have abortions are going to hell. Because I don't think that. But they are very much uh, pro-life and stuff like that. And most black churches, especially in the South, are very conservative. Yeah, I mean, we just vote Democrat. Yes. Like you, you start talking to black people about uh, some of these liberal ideas, and you'll see. That's it, true. But especially like gay marriage and oh, yeah, mm-hmm. you want to get the, uh, the Sunday dinner popping? Mention that you want to <laughs> fire up the homophobia, right? You like ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but I think like you're seeing more of these people now because they say the things that not black conservatives agree with but the stuff that white conservatives agree with so they're always saying that the thing that makes me mad is when they say you need to get off the plantation 
I wish somebody would say that to me in my <laughs> face. Like it'd be on and popping. <laughs> like the idea that we're that black people are on the democratic plantation mm. and we're just stupid. That we're Negroes. not thinking for ourselves. Right. That there's no other word for that besides racist. Exactly. That we're too stupid to realize that we're that we're getting played by a party. Just the belief in that saying is that you think black people are inferior. But yeah, that's basically saying you don't believe what I believe. You don't follow what I follow. So you, you're you a dumb N-word. Exactly. And, and then they also like, we're just trying to wake up black people. That's why when Kanye got in his soapbox and he was talking clearly to this idiot, which makes me fully realize that Kanye might be an idiot savant. Like, at music, he's like a genius. Like, everything else, he's like, great, man. Hmm. Like, he's really good with one thing. Let me tell you about it. Oh, yeah. I want to tell you about it. Let me tell you. I've been gone. Gone so long. Just want to sing. Sing my song. Can we, can we, okay, let's, before we get into Kanye, let's talk about, are we getting into Kanye today? A little no, bit? I mean, a little bit, but later. Um, can we talk about this whole free thinking, yes. this, this free thinking movement? I feel like it's a lot of misconceptions and a lot of, um, uh, not variations, but just everybody, which I mean, is what happens with anything is interpreting free thinking differently. And I I feel like a lot of people think free thinking is kind of kind of going back to that opinion thing, like mm-hmm. just saying what the fuck you want to say and standing up in it means that you're free thinking. From what I understand or what I feel like free thinking is is actually listening to and understanding. Um, an argument or, or something that someone's making a point for or even facts it doesn't even have to be an argument listening to and and educating yourself on the facts of something and drawing a conclusion about those things without the influence of anybody else right. that's what I think free thinking is and I'm, I, I agree a lot of people are just like, no, I'm a free thinker. I'm not following what everybody else is doing. I'm like, okay, so because you are basically rebelling, you think you're free thinking, and that's not what it is. It's just like those people that are just contrarians. They're just going to yeah. say literally the opposite of whatever you're saying. They don't really believe it. They're just saying it because they think that makes them interesting or smart. It makes them stand out or makes them different. or right. Like, that's how I'm looking at all these, like, want to be black alt writers the alt right <laughs> as I love but like right. I think it's also because people don't have conversations anymore it's like literally like people are just waiting for somebody to quit talking so they arguments. can start talking yeah it's arguments it's not right it's nope. not debate exactly like have you ever watched like any of like James Baldwin's old debates like he would debate at um 
Oxford. He debated, uh, oh, it was uh, James Baldwin and William F. Buckley. William F. Buckley was more or less the, he was like, he more or less ushered in the Republican Party that Reagan ended up taking over. Like, he started redoing conservative thought mm. and it eventually ended with uh, the election of Ronald Reagan. They had, like, actual debates where they presented their arguments and then when they were done, the other guy would do his replies. It wasn't like a tit-for-tat. It was like you had actual well-thought-out things that mm. you discussed. Mm. It, that's not what a debate is now. Debate now is just... You turn on CNN and you just see people arguing and yelling at each other. That's not what a debate is. Debate is supposed to evoke like thought and supposed to make it to where you may not have agreed with somebody, but you can at least respect what they're saying. Yeah, it's supposed to be about just learning a new perspective. Yeah, that I feel like people are so eager to just fight you on something that they don't even want to absorb any other uh, perspective outside of their own. Right. Shows and they're just like, I'm just debating. No, I can't debate you if you don't respect my humanity. Right. I, I will not go to that. Or- exactly, because you will never you will never try to understand. It, it won't be anything that you're trying to learn. You're always going to discredit everything that I'm coming at you with. You're not going to see me or, or see this argument for anything real that you can try to understand. Right. And that's why, like, they uh, they just, the Supreme Court just ruled that it was okay for that baker that refused to make the cake for the same-sex couple mm-hmm. that, that was within his rights. Like, that's scary. And that's more so in the line of, we're not respecting people's humanity at this point. Right. And literally... <laughs> We've had, I mean, we ended Jim Crow laws for that reason. And I know a lot of, well, not a lot. It's a couple of idiots that think that gay rights is different from civil rights, which was I don't know. The Baker, like, is was this like a small business? I think so. Because I'm pretty, like, doesn't everybody have to be an equal opportunity employer? So th- if you're going to be an equal opportunity employer, that means, you know, that that has to do with who you employ. But I feel like it should also carry over into who you serve. Right. But Supreme Court disagreed. And, you know, they passed all those bathroom laws and all over the states, like in North Carolina, Mississippi. And also, as a native of Mississippi, it takes a lot of balls for you to be like, you know what? Don't come to our state if you want to come with all that stuff. Like, yeah. we can deny you service here. Like, Mississippi is broke as hell. You need as much people coming oh, yeah. in there. You better have rainbow flags. You might need to change Mississippi's flag to the rainbow <laughs> flag. It's definitely better than that Confederate flag that is still on there. Uh, you need as many people, as many tourists as possible. The nerve. Mississippi is so cringy. Yeah, it is. It's... I definitely have a weird relationship with it. Just thinking about it, I just I when I think of Mississippi, I literally think about like fields <laughs> and, and a lot of open fields, a lot of hot sun. Uh, you realize you just described Alabama too. <laughs> what is 
but, Alabama, but just in a different way though like i what is it about Alabama, Mississippi niggas that always be arguing about no, y'all country than us? <laughs> I feel like Alabama, I mean, obviously, I'm biased. So. Exactly, and then like when people like growing up be like, yeah, Alabama's bad, but Mississippi's a lot worse. I'm like, ah, it's not as bad. <laughs> it's not as much of a difference as you think. <laughs> like, I remember when I went to Grambling. Uh, this was a different time in my life. So <laughs> the Cali people used to call uh, Reggie Bama. Call that Reggie Weed Bama Weed. Oh. They're like, man, y'all really hate us, don't you? Oh, okay. Like, man, everybody would, why everybody always so down on the South, man? I get we messed up, but we really ain't no more messed up than anywhere else in the United States. We all backwards. I mean, I guess my family was there for over 200 years. I ain't gonna say they liked it, cause you know most of that time they ain't trying to get too deep. But yeah, you, you catch you, you see this skin tone. So, Kanye, I think he tweeted yesterday, like, pretty much calling for the beef to be over. And then also, Jay Prince. Kanye? Yes. Yes. And then, apparently, you know who Jay Prince is? Mm-mm. Like, in Houston, he's like an OG. Like, you know, Takashi, in the Breakfast Club interview, mm-hmm. he was talking about he didn't dap up Jay Prince's son. Because Jay Prince is that dude in Houston. Oh. So, apparently, <laughs> Drake called uh, Jay Prince to call an end to the feud. Wow. In which one person said, that's literally the whitest thing Drake has ever done. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can talk about it a little bit because I didn't get to talk about it last week, but. I don't. I don't think it was right for Pusha to to do his son that way. Like I said last week, he actually went soft on the son. It's just everybody around the son. <laughs> well, but I mean that too. But airing him out, yeah, it was definitely. I don't. I mean, because I for what I just have so many things like. No, we have not seen Drake's son, or no, we haven't seen Drake talk about his son. But to me, I feel like no matter how famous you get, you're allowed to have a personal life. Right. Um, we we don't we don't ever see Beyonce's twins. We know she got them, but that doesn't just because I just feel like just because he hasn't put his son on the forefront doesn't mean that he should be shitted on and called a deadbeat. We don't know what he doing. 
Right. Outside of the limelight. It's just like J. Cole apparently has a, a child. Didn't know that. He's married also. Did well I did know that. Um but I just feel like let let that's something you you let someone announce on their own. Right. Especially with the Adidas thing. Yeah. I I totally agree. And I also think that yeah, that, that push thing was that was intense. But I mean I don't know. Like that was that was that's still shocking to me every time I listen to it and I laugh. Don't get me wrong, I laugh hard. Real hard. But <laughs> it went too far, man. He and, took it too far. And I'm I just wanna know why. Like what did you really get that hurt from what Drake said? You got in your Drake put you in your feelings like he put everybody else in their feelings. Yeah, it's the Drake effect. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Drake and drive. <laughs> <laughs> like that's that's my only. I think the only thing I wanted to say about that is it was that was a that was a low blow. That was unfair. Yeah, I also think that uh, you know like how. I said the thing about Drake kind of went at Kanye like he was waiting for that. Mm-hmm. I feel like Pusher definitely did that. He was like, he had them bars ready. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people said. But yeah, apparently Kanye called for an end to it in which all kind of Kanye's fault. And apparently Drake wrote uh, the second track of the Ye album. The Yikes song. Did he? He wrote, I think, the chorus. If you hear the chorus, you're like, uh, I could. But here's the thing. Well, Yikes. They didn't give him credit. Mm. Why? I, I mean, would do we consider Drake a ghostwriter? Yeah. But here's the other thing. Kanye has, has ghostwritten for Drake. So then they're both getting paid. Like find your love, Kanye wrote that. If they both getting paid, I don't under, I don't see the issue with them being ghosts. I feel like we're also finding like we're almost seeing like how the sausage is made. Like we're starting to see that now. Ghost writers aren't as uncommon. Yeah, as we do. That's what I don't like when when that's used and stuff like this. Like in beefs, it's just like so. <laughs> Like, one of my favorite songs of all time is Summertime by Will Smith. Apparently, Rock Kim wrote that for him. And that's another thing, too, is it's like, what is even the point of having ghostwriters? Because we always end up finding out. Well, but sometimes it does take a while. Like, for the longest, I didn't know that Jay-Z wrote Steel Dre for Dr. Dre. Mm -hmm. But when you listen to it, you're like, this is definitely a Jay-Z song. Like his rhythm and everything. But in the end, we always figure it out. We always find out. So it's just like, what is the point of... At one time, though, it was definitely a negative to be a ghostwriter. I mean, to have ghostwriters. Everybody knew who had them. Like Dr. Dre, uh, Diddy, of course. Like Usually the ones that were producers Mm -hmm. had their stuff written for them. Mm -hmm. And that, that was always okay. That's why even with the Kanye thing... We kind of give him a pass because he's a producer, but Drake is 
it's almost starting to look like also that Drake is, has a machine behind him. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like, the fact, <laughs> this is why I think Pusha T did that I didn't think was possible. He actually shook Drake. Like, let, let aside all, like, put aside all of the uh, scandalous things he talked about. That blackface picture? He I don't made, know if he could shake that. He made Drake come out and 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 explain himself. Right. He had to, somebody said he had to write a, a notes message and release it. He, he coming up with uh, press releases what, in the <laughs> middle of a rap battle. Crystal and Keith, you're calling an iOS press release. Like, what the hell, man? Like, all right. This is complicated to me. I've thought about this a lot. This Drake blackface thing is... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It's still mind-blowing. And then the fact of, like, everybody was like... Everybody thought it was a made-up picture. Because I I thought it was made up. And then... I When I first saw it, I had a double, like... I had a double back. I was like, is that fucking Drake? And then I had to... <laughs> I had to really look at it and ask me if it was real or if it was photoshopped. I was like, there is no way. And it was, I can't shake that image. Even like I watched one old video of Drake. It might have been Hotline Bling or something the other day. And I was just like, wow. All you can see is that black Yeah. And somebody else made, made the argument that he was, uh, like because he went full blackface, it's almost like when Robert Downey Jr. said in *Tropic Thunder*, like don't ever go a full retard. <laughs> this dude went full blackface. Yes, he did. Speaking also of the Robert Downey Jr. thing, the fact that Robert Downey Jr. did blackface in *Tropic Thunder* and it wasn't as bad as how Drake did uh, blackface, it tells you how bad this thing is. He had the red lips. Yes, making the the uh, hands, the hands, and everything, like, and now, what happened with that is people are now going after Drake's identity, which is something that I thought we had long settled that he was he's mixed race, but he's still black. The, now that's that that mixed kid struggle we talked about. Yeah, and then they also released a video of um, him saying. Uh, nigger, like you know how we say nigger. Mm-hmm. Apparently, that's not how Drake always said nigger. He, he pronounced full R. So he was out here calling people niggers. <laughs> so I guess we need to figure out. Uh, I guess Drake needs to figure out who what he identifies as which I I hate that we had to or we don't have to but I hate that we put that pressure on mixed kids it's, it's always being like well who do you identify with especially after I thought we had long established that Drake is definitely black right and then he uh like in the release where he came out he was saying that he had did it for this movie project talking about the plight of black actors and then other people made the point of, well, you don't ever talk about black issues. As much as going on now, you 
I can't remember anything he said. I mean, he said something after one thing that was like real, like even kill. It didn't go too far. I can't remember what the event was. I think it was after one of the, the unarmed black deaths. He made like a little breezy ass statement, mm. but he's never spoken to any black issue, even. Because I was a huge Degrassi fan as a high schooler, secretly, the only Degrassi episode where he talked about him being black was uh, when uh, Marco came out as gay and Spinner didn't want to be friends with Marco anymore. So Drake, a.k.a. Jimmy in Degrassi, (laughs) says, so you don't want to be friends with him anymore? How about me? I'm black. You don't want to be friends with me? And I kid you not, my sister looked at me and was like, he's black. <laughs> like, we didn't know until that moment that, like, I didn't know what he was. Damn. So, Drake, what are you? Who are you, Drake? And then I, I watched um, Saran well, Sensei. She, she's on YouTube, but she's also on the Great Bond. Mm-hmm. She's the real angry young woman. Who is always saying some semi-problematic stuff while trying to go against problematic mm. things? She's the one that always talks about that Black Americans are different from Africans. Oh, yeah. But she was saying like all this stuff about because Drake isn't Black and he's not African American, he doesn't have the right to talk about certain things. I'm like, first off, his father is African American. Like real black. Second off, like long suits and. <laughs> he did. I don't care how light his skin is. His features are black. He did not go through life white passing everywhere that he no. went. So yeah, he has to have had some kind of black experience. Right. No, did he have to say he didn't have an American black experience? But I'm sure everything wasn't rosy in Canada. Now. Canadians do try to pass it off that they don't have the same problems we have here, which is not exactly true. But, I mean, to just say that his opinion doesn't matter because he's not fully black, which none of us are fully black. My dark skin, but it's not fully black. Right. So what are we saying? Are we just saying that because he's mixed race, he's not black? Because that's absurd. Yeah. It's tons of mixed race people who have changed this world. Right. I don't like Booker T. Washington, uh, Frederick Douglass, uh, Malcolm X was like a fourth white. Uh, it's tons of them, but yeah, like the idea that we're just throwing out somebody because they're mixed race. At the same time, we don't. We also throw out people like Kanye and Candace Owens if they say stuff we don't like. So mm-hmm. who is black? Who is black enough? What is black enough? And as somebody who's been called not black enough, I would like to know. Now, I certainly think it's certain things that you look kind of crazy saying as a black person, like that racism doesn't exist and right. stuff. <laughs> but if you're going after me because Slavery of Slavery was a choice. Right. <laughs> That's like the go. That's like uh, the greatest hits of Lost Negro <laughs> Spirituals, <laughs> Volume One. Slavery was a choice. 
<sighs> but yeah, like so we're at the point now where we just say we're judging people on the circumstances of their birth. Yes, and that's not fair because they don't have control over that. Right. Which is the whole basis for why racism is bullshit. We don't have control over who we are. Right. So how do you get to how do you get to decide who's better than who? You didn't get to decide to be white. And then also going back to what we said about where it's fine to say I don't know. It is fine for you to say for you not to have to speak you don't have to speak up for every injustice Person, that happens. Right. And I definitely don't want you being on some Kanye stuff just saying random stuff because you think you have to say it. <laughs> I much prefer Drake than what Kanye's out here doing. Years y'all wanted Kanye to say stuff now. He's saying stuff and y'all like he need to go back where he came from. So what are we doing? Do I think Drake has an obligation to uh, speak out for the black community? I don't know. At the end of the day, I'm just here for the music with Drake. I don't dig any deeper into his lyrics. Like, I just enjoy Drake's songs. But so, when do we decide to start doing that? Because that's that's been an issue with the whole Kanye thing in his album. Like, a lot of people are like, I can't get behind Kanye because he supports Trump and da-da-da-da. But then there's still a lot of people who decide to support him and decide to listen to his music still. So it's just like, when, when do we say like, we don't care what celebrities are standing behind or standing for? I think like for me personally, as a Kanye stan, like for me, that literally took place in the last couple of weeks. Like, I mean, I was a, I was initially hurt because, like, I felt a connection to his music and stuff. But then I also had to realize that there's a difference between his music and his art and him. It's not the same as with, like, R. Kelly. Mm -hmm. R. Kelly has destroyed lives, at which, at one point, I was a huge R. Kelly fan. I just can't listen to his music anymore. Right. But that's because he's done something criminal. (laughs) Like... And then also with Bill Cosby. I love Bill Cosby show and Fat Albert and all the other stuff. But it's a difference. He ruined people's lives. Kanye just said some stupid stuff that I totally disagree with. And I think that is can be weaponized against black people. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, am I really going to Kanye for... I don't know. Am I really going to Kanye for his activism? Hell no. I'm going for the beats. (laughs) I'm going for the beats and the dope songs. In which, also with the Kanye thing, it's a little different. But, but yeah, I think we need to get to that point. We can't, we can't expect our celebrities to be um, moral human, like moral human beings that we can look up to. They're humans just like us. Yeah, but we also can't... I mean, that that goes back to the Roseanne thing. We also can't continue to empower people who are giving a voice to... Hatred. So, like, what do you do? It's so hard, especially with Kanye. It's just so hard. 
Like what the fuck do we do? <laughs> I, I really don't know. Like to be all the way honest, like the people that I have seen that say that they can't mess with Kanye or whatever, I ain't even criticizing you. Like just don't say that. A lot of them were like super huge Yay fans. Like and I, I and I completely understand because it took me righteously if that Pusha T album came out and was trash. You would have been <laughs> like, man, I don't like this Kanye cat. That push T out might have saved him in my book because some of the podcasts that got you interested in wanting to well first off what was what were some of the podcasts that you listened to man let me pull up my app (laughs) (laughs) your app because i i got i listened to a lot the very first one that i ever started listening to was the read really and i it was when they literally first started in 2012 and I fell in love with their podcast. Um, and why I like it so much is because I feel like, number one, Kid Fury and Crystal are very intelligent and very articulate. Very much so. Um, number two, I feel like I can relate to them, like both of their experiences as black people, um, especially Crystal's. I just and they're funny like they're funny as hell they're well versed on everything that they that they talk about not only do, do they give you the pop culture stuff but they also give you you know the political stuff the deep spiritual stuff the the personal stuff uh all right we're good um yeah but i just like listening to them not only do they they give you the pop culture they give you the real shit. They give you the personal shit. They give advice, even though, even though they be like, "Listen, <laughs> we don't know shit." But they they actually do give really good advice because I feel like they have a lot of life experiences. Because both of them are, um, they identify as gay or in the within the LGBTQ community. So they have a lot of. Um, crazy experiences (laughs) a lot of different experiences a lot of different perspectives (laughs) on things and they really do give good advice and then they always wrap the show up with their read of you know what thoughts they have on on uh certain things or certain people so i just love them they're just they're pure entertainment and they they are like real podcasters now Mm -hmm. like they doing live shows they have merchandise they They're gonna be at Essence Fest this year. They're yeah, they are doing it. But they've been in the game for a long yeah. time. They were one of the first black podcasters that I the first pod, like the first podcast I really got into was Combat Jack. Mm. 
R.I.P. 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 But he's also part of the loud uh, loudspeakers network. Yeah. But he was like the OG at this. Mm-hmm. And then like him, when I first started listening, it was Combat. It was uh, Premium Pete, who he has his own podcast now, mm-hmm. too. And it was, uh, what's his name? Mm. I'll think of it later. But yeah, that's when they had the original group. And they also had Just Blaze with them. Mm-hmm. And they were... Combat Jack had the best interviews, hands down, of hip hop artists, mm-hmm. and like his knowledge of the game and everything, like because he was also an entertainment lawyer for like Bad Boy and Def Jam, so he had stories. He knew all the major players, and he was out here. He was a pioneer. It's sad that we lost him so early, but. He was probably the first one, and then also Bomani. Bomani Jones, the right time. Um, actually, the other one, uh, the Evening Jones, mm. is my favorite one. That's the one where he he doesn't talk about sports at all. Oh, okay. So he just talks about like political stuff and music, especially because he's be a, a music writer. So like his album reviews and stuff are always on point, and he's an intelligent dude. Went to HBCU. You know, his mom actually lives in Huntsville. Really? His mom was the dean of business at A&M. Shut your mouth. Yeah. For how long? For a a while. I think over 10 years. Hmm. Because, like, on one of his episodes, he was talking about uh, the old Charlies in Huntsville. And I was like, wait, what? And I, I tweeted him, and he responded. I was like, yo, because uh, he mentioned his he was visiting his mom in Huntsville. I was like, yo, your mom lives in Huntsville? He was like, yeah, she's the dean of business. I wonder if he's from here. Uh, he's from, uh, he was born in Atlanta, and he was raised in Houston. And then his parents both taught at Prairie View. Mm. And so after that, his dad moved to Clark, Atlanta. That's where he was teaching, and his mom was teaching in Huntsville, so they had houses at both. Damn. Small-ass world. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, but, yeah, Bomani, I love all his work. The Right Time and the um, Evening Jones. I only know about The Right Times. I, I listen to a lot of people lately. Um, Bodega Boys. Jesus <laughs> uh, and Meryl, if y'all don't know, I'm still trying to get killed for us to do intros. What is up? <laughs> That's gonna take a lot of uh, thought and rehearsal. Maybe that'll be our drunk episode. Yeah. Um, Bodega Boys with Jesus and Mero. I listened to Getting Grown. Um, it's actually two of Kiffy and Crystal's friends, um, Jade and Kia. They basically. Um, they give a lot of good advice. They're like, it's two black women in their mid thirties. One of them is married with a child. One of them is single, um, you know, in corporate business has her doctorate, whatever, whatever. Jade is the one who, uh, married with the kids. She's like awesome at food. She does a lot of food events, but they basically, um, just talk about like their experiences as black women and, 
you know, how much harder it is for us to move through corporate spaces and educational spaces and how we have to present ourselves. And they just give a lot of like that, that girly advice. Um, like for a while, like, like after listening to all the podcasts that I did listen to, I was like, man, I gotta start diversifying. So like, of course I did what most people do. I got on Google. And I was Googling uh, black podcasts, and all the same ones kept coming up. He yeah, had the read, was, as always, number one, because the read is like number Literally one. Literally number one. <laughs> <laughs> so it was always the read, Combat Jack, Desus and Miro, uh, Brilliant Idiots, which I'm done with Brilliant Idiots. Except for the episode with Mouse and what's her name? It was Andrew wasn't there, so he had Mouse Jones off Twitter. He's also on the grapevine. Dude with the dreads, uh-huh. with all the tattoos. Was it like two weeks ago? Yeah. I think I listened to that one. Like, that episode was good because Andrew wasn't there and I'm doing Andrew's show. Andrew is a, a huge problem. So, some kind of way, like, because I'm also into, like, of course, comic book movies and comic books when I was younger. I fell across uh, the Insanity Reporter originally. Uh, it's this guy named Chris. He has a, a independent podcast network mm-hmm. where they have a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. So he has a lot of comic book reviews also, like actual comic book reviews of like different characters. And then he also has, of course, movie reviews and Insanity Report, which is pretty much where he talks about politics and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I listen to that and. I'm trying to think of some of the not so well known podcasts that I do listen to. I listen to Insecurity, which is the the insecure recap show with Crystal and Hey Friend Hey. Um I listen to Own One with Angela Rye, of course. Mm-hmm. I love her. I love her too. I listen to uh <laughs> I listen to Well Read. I love them. It's three Southern white boys who yeah, are they can they call themselves li- the liberal rednecks. Red yeah. Um, and I think that's hilarious. But Trey Crowder. Um, what did he? They were here. They were here last weekend, May twenty fifth and twenty sixth. I had to work. I'm, I was super upset about that. But um, it's Trey Crowder, Drew Morgan, and. God, I forgot the other one's name. They call him the Cho, but I forgot his real name. Anyway, they're fucking hilarious. They're all comedians. So they're always on tour, but they also do a podcast just basically shooting the shit. But they talk about real shit, too. Um, they're really well-versed on politics and yeah. and socially political stuff. Like, And it's also funny, like especially with Trey, because they're here like, because he's from Tennessee that's almost the exact same accident. Salina. <laughs> it's almost the exact same accent of people we went to school with because it's that Appalachian yeah. accent. I love them, man. They, I, I just, they shocked me for one. Why? Wow, like just because when you when you hear anybody with the Southern draw like that, yeah, you, you I, don't expect. I, I know what's, what's going to come out later. Right. <laughs> you, you you never expect, at least I don't, I don't expect them to be like so well-versed on a lot of things that they're well-versed on. Right. NASCAR and other stuff. Yeah, they got that down. 
You'll expect them to have uh, geopolitics in lock. Yep. Um, I also, like, I haven't listened to it in a while. I think he took a break, but W. Kamal Bell had one, he had a podcast, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor of all time, where they go through each Denzel movie mm. and talk about, like, the greatness of it. Man, I cannot disagree. I love me some Denzel. Like, this podcast, if you listen to it, it's great. And then they have, like, ratings of how Denzelian is. <laughs> like, does he do the uh, the mouth thing? <laughs> does he do the smack? Or does he do the, my man or my nigga? <laughs> and it's like, yo, this is funny as hell. And he also has one, one uh, with... Uh, Hari Kondabola. Who? He's uh, he's an Indian comedian. Well, Indian American comedian. He's the one that did the documentary uh, uh, about Apu from The Simpsons, talking about how racist oh, it was. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But he's really funny. They're both political comics, but they're very funny. And then I also like uh, all the stuff from The Ringer, which is Bill Simmons' network. Like, for a Boston guy, he's pretty, like, sports-wise, I love the sports stuff. But, like, they have other podcasts that they branch out and they do a lot of diverse things. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's tons of podcasts out there. And, like, all right, so what made you want to do a podcast? Um, I just always feel like new perspectives are fresh. And I don't know that there are any podcasters like us here, if any at all, that are well-known or known at all. <laughs> I don't know any here. Um, and I just, I feel like, I, I just feel like, it's, it's a perspective thing. I have always been on a mission to break stereotypes about black people. And I feel like when, when you show different, the different colors of black, literally and figuratively, it can open people's minds up. Right. Um, and that's, that's honestly the first step of breaking that barrier and, and cutting some of this racism out is letting people know that, there's not just one type of black and we have said that already like so many times um I really wanted to do it because as many podcasts as I listen to I kept being like well why didn't somebody say this or why didn't somebody say that Mm -hmm. like so it's like I guess I didn't hear my perspective and like initially I wanted to do a podcast like probably two or three years ago. I've had some friends that have asked me to do a podcast, but I didn't feel like we had a good enough chemistry or a good enough vibe or anything substantial that we could actually carry a podcast on. And I didn't want it to be like, almost like a group project where it's like, yo, I'm the only one that cares about this. And (laughs) And you doing all the work. So I I needed somebody who was like similar mind space and also that I hate that whole like like fake debate stuff where you're just yelling at two people and they can't ever come to a 
agreement on anything because mm-hmm. I feel like that's setting a bad tone and we've already got tons of those type of podcasts and stuff we don't need another group of people just yelling at each other because that's not how you solve anything you don't solve anything by uh, calling somebody an idiot or saying somebody's stupid just because they disagree with you mm-hmm. as long as it's based within facts and reason and Things that adults uh, <laughs> measure conversational. But, yeah, I, I kept feeling like it wasn't people like me. It wasn't people who grew up in the suburbs and had to fight with their identity with white people and black people. <laughs> and then also who came on the other side of it and realized who they were. Mm-hmm. And plus... I've always been in love with you. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) And scene. Thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Kirby Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday. <laughs>